Hi, my name is Nick Thompson and I run holisticvet.co.uk. We're based near Bath in England. I'm Dr. Brendan Clark. I'm based at Towerwood Vets in West Yorkshire. And my name's Dr. Connor Brady, the non-vet of the gang from dogsbirth.ie. And together we are Good evening, everybody. It is Dr. Thompson here. I hope you are all well. Well, what an adventurous 48 hours we've had. Um, Thank you, everybody, for all your help. Really, really appreciate it. And um, we are going to have some fun tonight. Those other two guys, what are their names? I can't remember the names. Dr. Budgie and Dr. Lark. Anyway, they're not here. I'm standing in. I'm standing in. They're all pet medics this evening. So we're going to have some fun. I've got some uh, questions that Karen has organised. Karen, thank you very much. Really, really appreciate that. And um, we are going to do some work here. Um, we've got various things and um, great to see everybody here. Rach Mack was the first one in. Great. Well done, Rach. I think that's three on the trot. Brilliant. Carol is here. Michelle, all the way from, from uh, Chicago. Amazing. And Lorraine and Joyce. Marvellous. Absolutely great. Now, welcome to Raw Pet Medics. It feels a little bit like, remember when you were a teenager and your parents went out and they said, make sure you look after the house. And as soon as the door was shut, you went, yes, off we go. We're going to have some fun. That's how it feels this evening. I want to say a big warm welcome to brothers and sisters in the United States who've come via Dr. Judy's site. You're really welcome. Welcome to everybody uh, from, from those of you who are in South Africa, those of you in Europe, those of you coming to us from Australia. Absolutely great to have you here. Um, it's going to be a great evening. Um, and so we are all here. We're all ready. Um, I've got to say um, a big welcome to our Patreon supporters. Couldn't do it without you. A small contribution every week from all of you guys goes a long way. We've, we've got to pay Pete, our sound guy, and we've got somebody who's now doing our social media so that we can spread the good word about raw food and great, great, great nutrition. So those guys are helping us with that, and um, you are helping us to get them to do some really, really nice work. Patreon, if you want to join, it's patreon.com slash rawpetmedics, okay? So you can, you can join us there. If you like podcasts, and I'm interested actually, guys, do you use the podcasts? Are we wise to continue with our podcasts? Um, please let me know. If you love the uh, podcasts, let me know. If you never listen to them, also let me know. So what are we going to talk about tonight? You're welcome to put some questions in there. Be really great to talk to you, not at you. Um, so uh, I've got a book. <sighs> you knew I was going to say that. I actually I put it in the write-up. I'm going to talk about a book that I've just started reading. But I've only just started reading it. 
but it's it's very exciting and i want to uh, say a big thank you to uh, charlie lambert who who uh who, who stood in and and um uh, let me know about this book on monday i just finished i've just done three thomas hardy's on the trot obsessed with it i, I, I read uh, the Woodlanders, and then I read Mayor of Casperidge, and then I read Jude the Obscure. And Jude the Obscure, if you haven't read it, is a really, really depressing read. And so um, uh, when I finished it on Monday morning, uh, I, I was just thinking, oh my goodness, I really, really need uh, some picking up. So Charlie stepped in, and he suggested this book, um, which is is going to kill me with this as well because I have to pick up my phone, which is my rescue uh, audio. Here we go. Okay, so this is the this is the book. Can you see that? It's called Humankind, and it's by Rutger Bregman, who's uh, a Dutch uh, academic who writes really beautifully. He he, his, his turn of phrase, um, theories and history of, 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 of philosophy and what have you, in such a way that it makes it totally, totally, totally accessible. It's a great read. I listen to audiobooks everywhere, <laughs> literally everywhere. And what I do when I'm, when I'm, when I'm um, walking the dogs is I have a little pouch that goes across here and I put my phone into that so that I can hear the audiobook, and at the same time I can hear the dogs, so that um, they they know where I am. Uh, no, they know where I am because they can hear the audiobook everywhere. So I hardly have to talk to my dogs for the entire walk, which is really really great, you know, because I don't have to bother them. Um, and I can hear it, and I can hear the birds singing, and I can I can you know interact with nature as 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 it should be. So um, it, it, it's it's a book which dispels <clears throat> with a lot of really, really, really um, good examples throughout history, you know, quoting the Bible, quoting um, Hobbes, the, the, the philosopher, and Hume, and, and all these, these, these great, great minds. Because what his major uh, 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 idea is, is that... Um, we're all taught that humans are fundamentally bad. Yeah, there's original sin in the Bible, and you read the news, and there's terrible things happening, and and what have you. And so we are, we are definitely in in Western society. We are led to believe that we are untrustworthy, and and we are slightly dodgy, and we are, you know. Um, not the shining examples of of light beings that we might want to be. But what he's actually saying is that when you look at the modern science, actually the majority of people, the majority of time, are really good and are trustworthy and are um they do want to help, you know, and they do want to 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 workers community and what have you and that's all very interesting i think that's great the history of 
of, of, of philosophy and the history of, of, of uh, the, the, the psychology of, of, of man is, is very interesting. However, there is, there is um, they're talking quite a lot about animal behavior, yeah, because evolution says we came from chimps. And so he's looking at Jane Goodall and how chimps behave. But one of the things that struck me, he was talking about the domestication of dogs. And he was talking about in the 70s, they started, they, 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 they had silver fox farms in, in, in Siberia, which is not great. But they had them, you know, for pelts and what have you. And so, so what they did is they, they saved many of these silver foxes from slaughter for pelt. And they selected, when they first started, they, and silver foxes are really aggressive. Okay, and so they were using those as the primeval example of um, a species that had been completely, completely, completely undomesticated. And so the researchers first of all went in there, and this was really, really hush hush because talking about evolution in Soviet Russia was a big no no. Don't ask me why, but it was a big no no. And this is kind of what they were looking. They were looking at the evolution of domestication. So they. They, they went in and all of these silver foxes were, you know, jumping up at the cages and they had to wear gloves to get anywhere near the, the, the silver foxes. And with that first generation, they selected those silver foxes who hesitated slightly before they started to have a go at the, at the, at the people, at the scientists who were uh, observing them. That's where they started. And incredibly, within five generations, then the only trait that they were searching for, that they were breeding for, was um, um, docility, uh, friendliness, um, the ability to be less aggressive. Okay, that's it. They weren't looking for size or shape or any, anything else. And what they found was that within five generations, they had produced a silver fox, which actually wagged its tail, which is absolutely unknown within silver foxes. Wagging the tail obviously is a sign that, yeah, um, uh, I, I, I want to communicate in a non-aggressive way with you. They carried on this work for 25 generations and they produced a domesticated dog. And what they've found is that by just selecting for friendliness, they also select for increased intelligence. And that's where it gets really interesting. And so what the what the author is saying is that domestication, which has happened to to us humans over three million years or so, we have selected amongst ourselves for friendliness get on with your neighbors you cooperate you cooperate in hunting and what have you and and so by unbeknownst to us we're selecting uh, friendliness but actually we increased our intelligence by selecting for friendliness as i say only just started the book but this is uh, uh some of the delights that are even in the first hour of the book so a lot of really uh, uh useful 
information I think there. Whatever your whatever your whatever your interest, I think there's going to be something for you here. And thanks again to Charlie Lambert for uh, for suggesting it. Now, I'm just going to spend a few minutes talking about how I and Ellie, my wife, feed our dogs. She feeds most of all. Okay, hands up. All right, I'm usually running around like a headless chicken, especially on Tuesday nights. And she does most of the feeding. Okay, now, I'm, I'm Mr. Raw Food. Okay, I've been telling people to, and coaching people to feed raw food for 25 years. Okay, and so what does my wife do? She cooks the veggies that she adds to the, to the, to the meat. So we get uh, a kind of a uh, lovely 80-10-10 mix of meat, 80% uh, meat approximately, 10% bone approximately, and 10% organ meat. Organ meat is dramatically important, okay? That's where you get your vitamin D from. That's where you get your zinc from, um, apart from anything else, okay? So which where you get your B vitamins from. Very, very, very important. Okay, so 80, 10, 10. Um, how do we select those meats? The answer is that it's the first thing that comes out of the freezer. Now, when I talk to people, I will say, I think, and I do, and in theory, I think this is the best way to feed. And if it was up to me, this is how I would feed. But she does the feeding. So I, when I say to people, I say, Ideally, you would feed the same thing every day for about a week, so five days, seven days, nine days, okay, approximately. And then you'd swap to another. Then you'd allow that original protein a few weeks off until you come back to it. And I think that will reduce the amount, the, uh, the chance of developing sensitivity to that protein. Logical? Yeah, logical. Okay. Um, so... That's what I preach to people to do, okay? Um, but she takes the raw food, so she does feed a, a raw meat, okay? So that's brilliant. That's really, really good. And, um, but what she will do, and I think she's, she's her mum's uh, Indonesian, okay? She, uh, her dad's from uh, East End of London, and uh, uh, her mum's from from. Uh, uh, Java in Indonesia, and so there's there's a thing in Indonesia where they love to cook food every single day, you know, twice a day, three times a day. It's always produced fresh food, okay. And I think that's where it comes from, and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely fine. So what she loves to do is she will get greens, so she'll get. Um, Pablo Nero, or she'll get a bit of um, broccoli, really whatever's in the fridge, whatever the, whatever the children haven't eaten, she will, uh, she, will, she will go for from the fridge fresh and chop it up really finely and put it in the frying pan at a low temperature, either uh, usually with olive oil, and will fry it at a very low heat for probably 10 or 15 minutes. Okay, she just does it while she's doing other things, making food for the children and things like that. And um, so 
what else will she add to that? She will add nuts and herbs and seeds to that. So she does listen to something that I said, that I talk about, NHS, nuts, herbs and seeds. And um, she'll also put in herbs, um, spices, okay? So there'll be turmeric. There will be um, other spices, maybe a bit of ginger or something like that, okay? And the dogs, uh, we've got Mouse, who's two years old. She's a whippet Italian greyhound cross, so she's a brindle. And we've got, uh, we've got Bluebell, who is a four-year-old Whippet Italian Greyhound Cross, who's her half-sister, who is a, uh, a bluey uh, sort of colour, hence the name. Um, and so they've developed a palette whereby they, 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 they are completely happy with probably 20% veg in their bowl. Okay, so it's 80%, 80-10-10, and 20% veg. And... Um, they will tolerate that really well. It's all mixed up, um, and it works really well. They have ninety nine percent of the time fantastic poos. All dogs will get a little bit squitty every now and again, and mine are no different. The fact that they eat horse poo and chicken poo and goodness knows what on a fairly regular basis, and yet they don't. They don't get runny tummies on a regular basis, which suggests to me that their microbiome is in great shape. They've never had an antibiotic, so they've got six dog years in between the two of them, and yet they haven't had an antibiotic. So I'm really proud of that, and and they have uh, uh, great foods. We use uh, wormcount.com for uh, for testing for worms. Okay, I don't use um, uh, 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 any other uh, any other laboratory um, uh, what we will also use periodically is we will use vermin I work with these guys okay so you know uh, always be aware of where people um, um, if people have affiliation just it's, it's, it's worth being aware of that but I've been working with these guys Vermex for 12 years now, and I think they're great. It's a family-run business, and I really, really like them. And Karen was mentioning that she wanted to um, talk about fleas and ticks, and so uh, I wanted to just say this is what we use for fleas and ticks. Uh, there we go. I don't want to come too close to the camera, because otherwise I'll go out of focus again. So it's called flea and tick. <laughs> it's kind of easy to remember uh, which way they're arranged that way. Okay. A nice poly on there, okay? And it's called flea and tick. That's what we use. It's just a herbal preparation. It smells really pokey, actually. Um, and love it. It's really, really good. And the idea is that the, the herbs within the preparation enter the bloodstream, uh, reach up into the skin, and make the dog less attractive to fleas and ticks. I contend that raw-fed dogs are less attractive to fleas and ticks, but that doesn't mean that if you feed your dogs raw, you're never going to get fleas and ticks, okay? Obviously. The, the other side of this is there are flea and tick magnets. Some dogs will just get a tick as, 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 as soon as they think of a tick, and some dogs are really resistant to fleas and ticks, okay? That is to say, you can send two dogs, they can be brother and sister, brother and brother, into the forest together, and they come out 10 minutes later, one dog has 
12 ticks on them and the other one has none whatsoever and yet they've been running through the same environment okay if you've got a real tick magnet you will have to perhaps use um, topical products as well so be aware of those topical products so um uh there you go that's how LED, there you go, that's the skeletons in the closet, yeah, we've been, whatever comes first out of the, out of the freezer. The other thing I was going to say, how do I feed the dogs? Now, I'm usually in a rush, so my, my, my version of that is curtailed, okay, so what I'll do is, when I'm feeding, is I'll go to the freezer, go to the fridge, because we defrost in the fridge, uh, unless we're, unless we're, <laughs> we've gotten to take anything out, in which case the, the uh, meat will be on one of those plates actually have you come across these defrosting plates yeah you can get them ours is made by joseph i have no affiliation with them but it seems to work quite well it's basically just a plate which which uh which uh what what's the word which will wick the it doesn't wick the coldness away it it dissipates the coldness into the plate black plate so it absorbs the 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 the, uh, the temperature and then that is able to be heated more quickly by the environment okay so i didn't think they would make any difference but i think they make defrosting a little bit quicker okay so it's called a defrosting plate we got ours from amazon or somewhere and that's where we defrost it also keeps it off the off the kitchen counter and they're white they're wipeable and you know so really really great so um, I will get the 801010, I'll put it into the bowl, and basically what I do, because I'm a bit lazy and I'm a bit, a bit quick, and I know that Ellie does a, a really great job with loads of great veggies on a regular basis, I will just get um, powdered herb supplements um, from, for example, from, oh, for example, I'm going to be talking about these on Thursday, so I happen to have them with me. Um, these are these are herb uh, products from Vermex. It sounds like a Vermex commercial. It's not, okay? It's just I happen to be here. And this is genuinely what we actually do. So uh, when I'm Mr. Lazy is feeding the dogs, I will just use that rather than cooking the, the veggie, chopping them and, 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 um, and frying them in, in olive oil and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'll just make it a really, really quick and simple thing, and I'll just use you know, like a handful of herbs, a handful of some maybe some spices, some turmeric, something like that. Um, a little bit of the old flea uh, and tick. I'll, I'll put that in, and that is how I do raw food quickly. I'll also put a squirt of uh, a fish oil on there, or capsules of fish oils. Um, luckily, I get sent loads of samples of of supplements and things like that and so we've got a big a big cupboard full of these things and so to a certain extent i'll kind of just take my pick and that for me emphasizes one of the most important elements of feeding raw what is the most okay so question here's a question everybody what's the most important thing when you're feeding raw food is it choosing really great meat is it choosing really great, really great NHS nuts, herbs, and seeds? No, it's not what you put in the bowl. It's the variety that you give. Now, most people, like I say, 
give this give a different thing every single day and and the ideal for me is you give the same thing for a week but then you change it and you give it something else some another protein for for a week and then you change it and you give another protein for a week and then you change it and, and yeah, that for me is the way to do variety but you also do variety of your nuts and the herbs and the seeds and you do variety of any spices that you put on put a bit of garlic in you can do that you know three weeks out of four in the month absolutely great this is really really good so that i've, I've been wanting to to discuss that and and the fact that ellie there you go I, i'm guilty of uh feeding my dogs get uh very lightly sauteed that's the word very lightly sauteed um green veg uh every day that ellie's feeding and they get the meat and um they're looking good i'm really proud they look great uh bluebell's got is is a she's got a really shiny coat uh mouse has got a, a, a slightly more uh he's really healthy but it's slightly different it's 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 not it's innately not quite as shiny but it's really beautiful and they smell great and what have you okay there we are um that's it that's enough about me and my dogs let's have a look at um a few questions um thanks again to karen um if i disappear when i go and look at my list then bear with me hopefully you can still hear me so the first one is from debbie and she says um query about cbd uh she has a uh, a dog who's on cartrofen and loads of supplements for the joints and um, and she has a two-year-old who can be reactive, who is re improving with uh, behaviorist training. And so she's saying, uh, what about CBD for both dogs? And it, it's a good, uh, good question there, Debbie. Um, so CBD, CBD for arthritic and sore joints. Yes, absolutely great. Yeah, really, really would recommend uh, uh, that. Yes, I would use CBD for arthritic, osteoarthritic issues, but I'd also have a look. There's a product called Antenol. I would go and get it, but I'll go out of focus and, and you won't be able to see me again. Um, Antenol, A-N-T-I-N-O-L. Whether you can get it stateside, I'm not sure, but in, in the UK, you can definitely get it. Antenol, it's basically very concentrated fish extract. I didn't think it was going to work. I came across it four or five years ago, and it can be really, really useful. It's very, very small, so even if the dog is not very fat tolerant and you want to get some fish oil into them, Antinol is a really great uh, thing to, to think about. Um, uh, and the other one, behavioural. Yes, CBD can be very useful for behavioural issues. It just It's just a... a a calmer, it allows the dog to focus before engaging in kind of reactive behavior. So that's a, a real cracker to look into. Um, let's have a look at another question here. And then I'm going to start, I'm going to talk to you guys. And what I will do is the other one, I'm going to go over to Patreon. I'll do those on uh, a Patreon, but I'd rather talk to you. So last question, uh, looking how I can help uh, two girls, particularly the younger eight-year-old cocker who does a lot of small poos, often seems a little constipated. She only gets duck or chicken feet 
uh, or next and boneless with it uh, completes as well and various companies in the UK and supplements and she is very moody and reactive too. Mm. Okay, let's just go with the, uh, the constipated small poos anal gland thing to start with. So if your dog is producing relatively small poos, a little bit like sheep poos, and they're absolutely fine and the anal glands are fine and, and everything's um, great, then carry on. You're doing fine. That's absolutely uh, fine. A lot of um, uh, wolf poos uh, can be quite small and quite kind of uh, bony and pellety and they get on fine like that. If your dog isn't, isn't it, uh, good with that and they have a tendency to constipation, there are two major ways to address that. Number one is to introduce some veggies. Now, if you like Ellie, you can, you can spend 15 minutes, you can saute them gently so that they're still crisp, but they have been softened a little bit. Or if you like me, uh, if I was, had to get some green veg into the bowl, I would get some greens, put them into the blender, add some water or some bone broth, yeah, and make a smoothie and add that to the tune of 10, 20, even, even 25% uh, in order to get some plant fibre going through. And that can turn sheepy type poos into much more solid poos. That's especially a great thing to do if you've got a dog who's got anal gland issues. The other uh, product, and, and, and the other one is, is Connor's product called Stool Right, which is a seaweed, which has a, 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 the ability to really firm uh, stools. I would look into that. Stool Right, R-I-T-E, one word, S-T-O-O-L-R-I-T-E. So the cheap option is you raid the fridge, make a smoothie, and pour that onto the 801010. Uh, and the the other option is the uh, sprinkling on the stool right from uh, Connor Dogs First IE. He's going to love me for plugging his product, which he doesn't normally do. God bless him. So, uh, Moddy says psyllium husk. Psyllium husk is also yeah really really useful. And uh, <laughs> Moddy knows all about. We uh, she and I have uh, gone ten rounds uh, with uh, with a dog. Uh, uh, but he is having psyllium husk on a regular basis and that has fixed him. That's, that's stopped him getting blocked up every six months or so in a really, really bad way. He's now right as rain. So uh, best wishes to Midgey. Um, okay, let's have a little look. What's everybody saying? Um, do, 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 do. Uh, Debbie says, uh, simply CBD. Yeah. There are lots of CBD companies out there. Uh, we use Global Greens. Um, there's another one called Elevance, who I am looking at now as well. Broad Spectrum, I think Broad Spectrum uh, is, is, is important, number one. Uh, number two, that, that they don't use any um, organic solvents, yeah, like dry cleaning fluid and things in order to get the, the CBD out of the hemp seed. That's really important. And also you need a certificate of authenticity and a certificate of um, the company has a, a certificate 
to say that it is the real deal and it, it does contain what it purports to contain. Those are the the elements that you would mm, look at in a quality CBD. And if they if they can't produce those, then move on and, and think of uh, other other product. Okay. Um, uh, no, this is nice. Alzen says, Antonel, the one thing that has really helped my dogs, I was very skeptical. <laughs> I was amazed at the result. We just tried about everything else, including Librella. Wow, better than Librella. Uh, wow. I, I'm not against Librella. It's just it's a very new product, and I'm a little bit suspicious about new product. A little bit like new software. Uh, you know, when, whenever Mac does an update, I always give it some time. Whenever they come out with a new phone, I always give it some time for them to find glitches and get rid of the glitches before I, I, I upgrade to whatever it might be. So, um, again, with Librella, yeah, it's very new. I'm just going to let it bed in and just make sure that, that there are no unforeseen issues with it. Um, here we go. No, I'm just looking through some questions. Thing is, when you're doing this with three of us, while somebody's talking, uh, the other two guys can be looking at notes and looking at our, our questions. Biofunction 8 is another one of Connor's ones. Modded says, yep, nice product, prebiotic, help with um, dual quality. Uh, okay. And uh, there's somebody saying about podcasts uh tracy says she loves listening i think she's talking about podcasts so there we go um okay so i'm gonna go now guys i'm gonna do some more questions on patreon because we like to look after our patreon people thank you very much uh, it's been great um dr budgie and dr lark are back next week and I don't know what on earth we're doing, but we will let you know. So that's me saying be happy, be healthy, and uh, I will see you on Patreon in just a few minutes. This will be posted later. Uh, Bren is going to post it. It may not even be posted onto Patreon till tomorrow. Apologies, but we're, um, we're just making things up because the guy's skiving just a little bit. Okay, here we go. Blind, 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 blind.